In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Time not to waste it all of our bridges burn. 
Guys, welcome to your week. This is So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Monday episode. We're doing a pop culture roundup. Sophie Ross is back with us today. And let me just be honest with you guys. I am tipsy as hell right now. I am in Chicago, Illinois, visiting my best friend from high school. He's my older brother, or that's how I consider him, my buddy Dusty. And uh, we have had a really nice last day and a half uh, it was a last minute trip and we are celebrating, um, not celebrating, but like, dude, his, his father passed away this year and we, um, we've been kind of honoring his memory by doing a bunch of Malort shots in Chicago. <laughs> oh yeah. It's going to be one of those shows. No, but I still, you guys, that's, this is as much of a professional as I am. I still did a show with Sophie Ross, and it is, we talk about the Kanye stuff, we talk about White Lotus, we talk about Zendaya or Zendaya and Tom Holland, we talk about all of that stuff. But I'm talking to you guys right now, and uh, I hope your week and your weekend was good, and I hope your week to come is good. I am totally, I wanted to wish, <laughs> guys, this is just one, of, it's going to be one of those episodes, just bear with me. Um, also, I wanted to wish a birthday, a happy birthday, um, to, <laughs> to Alexi. I did a cameo for her today and poor Alexi got a cameo for me that was like totally drunk in Chicago and she'll probably never listen to the show. Her mom got this far for her birthday and I'm like, oh my God, this might've just ruined her birthday. Happy 33rd birthday, Alexi. Also, if you want me to ruin um, your holidays, consider uh, getting a cameo from Ryan Bailey. I do all the housewives voices. <laughs> no, isn't it crazy, though, as we get older? Like, I've never, um, like, you know, I grew up with this guy, Dusty. He was like, my older brother. He's a couple years older than me. And I always have looked up to him so much. And it's weird to go through your life as you get older knowing these people and watching these people as things happen, you know, like as, uh, you know, as their family members pass away or your family members pass away or, and you're there for each other, but then you can go out and like, listen to music and talk the stupid movies that you grew up loving. Like we watched Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2 this weekend. I had never seen Home Alone 2. Do you guys realize, isn't that weird? I never have seen Home Alone 2 until this weekend. Wild. I can't believe that the same kind of thing happened to that kid. That is just insane. Um, so there's a lot of things that I would want to get into, and we'll get into those on Tuesday's episode. But I'm going to go right into the Sophie thing because I am going, this is what I'm going to do. I am really tipsy right now. 
So I'm going to finish up right here. We're going to go to the Sophie Ross interview that happened hours ago. And then I'm going to go do a Patreon episode where I'm just going to talk about everything. <laughs> All of the shit that I shouldn't be talking about right now. The fact that I'm getting death threats today from Kanye fans. The fact that my, we're, I'm, going to, I'm going to say it all over there on the Patreon. I would say it here, but I'm just not, this is not professional. I'm tipsy, obviously. But I'm going to go do it over the Patreon where it is professional to do it over there. But you guys... My main thing is like, thank you for letting me do this. I get to come on the last minute, like short last minute's notice and come visit my best friend because this is my job. I get to do this. And uh, me and Sophie actually have a great conversation. And there are like some trigger warnings. We do talk about the Kanye West. We talk about how the Holocaust is actually a real thing. We talk about how it's not fucking cool to be anti-Semitic. We talk about a lot of stuff. And there's a lot of laughs to be had as well. And Sophie's always a great person to talk to this too. And by the way, Sophie fucking has Lindsay Hubbard from Summer House on her show, So True with Sophie Ross, on Tuesday. I'm so excited to hear that. Anywho, let's just get right into this. And then if you're a Patreon member, go to the Patreon tomorrow because I'm going to go start recording that right after this. And I'm just going to unleash and it's possibly going to be embarrassing. So patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. It's going to be scary. But anyways, here is your pop culture roundup. There's a lot of things that I left out. I didn't get to talk about Potomac. I didn't get to talk. There's a lot of things, but we have all week for that. And remember, Tuesday's episode, I talked to somebody that spent two years in Danbury prison where Jen Shaw is most likely going to serve her time. And it is fascinating. I'm telling you, it is one of the best episodes I've ever done. So listen this week. We've got a great week of shows. And here is Sophie Ross. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your week. I'm uh, moving a little slower than usual because I am wildly hungover. Uh, and I believe my co-host uh, on Mondays might be as well. We were both in the same city at the same time. I'm in Chicago right now. But uh, my co-host is back to do the Pop Culture Roundup. You know her from the podcast, So True with Sophie Ross, in its second season right now. We go hit subscribe right now, and we go listen to all of those, and we rate it five stars and all of this stuff. Also, I have an exciting guest. Sorry to interrupt. I have an exciting guest on this week's episode. Wait, Sophie, I didn't even know you're here. What up, Sophie Ross? Sophie on my podcast this week, I have Lindsay Hubbard, and what? I think you guys are going to really like the episode. So, oh my god! Wait, can you tease? Did you talk about Winterhouse at all? Yeah, we did. We got into like the nitty gritty, and I w- I told her I was like, if your people, if there's anything that you think that we need to like remove from the episode, just let me know. And she was like, No, I think we're good. And I'm like, Whoa! <laughs> was there was there a Bravo PR rep on with you? Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> wait, can you tease us with one? T- is there a, is there one thing you can give us that comes out in the episode? Um, We're just like, do, do you talk about the Austin of it all? Do you talk yeah, about we talk about the Austin of it all? We talk about Craig. We talk about Crypto Lindsay. 
Um, she gives her thoughts on the crypto, Lindsay. Wasn't that fucking rude? Like, yeah. isn't Lindsay Hubbard a beautiful, like, she's hot. Exactly. Wait, but but why is it bad to, to look like Lindsay Hubbard? You have to, you have to listen and hear Lindsay's reaction to that. She is just like so mature and confident and just doesn't let those fools bother her. So I, I mean, and, but I, it is funny all. though to watch him and her and Carl, like they're so in lovey, lovey, dovey yeah. land. And he's yeah. like, I've never been the happy, like, and you really believe him, but it's weird because the other cast of winter house, they all seem in their own, like kind of trauma still, you know, like yeah. Carl and Lindsay kind of seem like a healthy, I mean, a, they're kind of that cutesy, annoying couple too, a little bit, but they're healthy. The rest of winter house is completely tragic. Exactly. And that's why they're so bitter about Lindsay and Carl being happy. Like a happy, ha hurt people hurt people. <laughs> so, yeah. Dude, that is awesome. That comes out on Tuesday, right? Tuesday, yeah. I'm not even, I'm not going to release an episode too. I just want to hear, I want to hear that episode. I like, that is it's the episode. It's worth competing with me, honestly. Cause I, like, we're just going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what'd you do last night in Chicago? Dude. Oh, okay. So I'm um, my best friend, Dusty from high school. We were kind of, uh, his dad passed away, uh, this year and we we're kind of doing a catch up and a celebration of his, his life. And we've just been kind of just catching up on memories, but we went to this one bar, forgot what it was called, but I've never heard of this Malort. You, this, this, oh, it's, sick. it's, it's disgusting. Sick. It's this shot. Yeah. You guys that tastes like what is it like it's like grapefruit but like rotten oh. grapefruit it's made of wormwood and we and then they all thought it was funny that i hadn't i hadn't done it so then they kept making me do more um the the shots and it was just bad so anyways it's been a great time catching up we're gonna go not to some wormwood not wormwood yeah. wait so my okay so basically my the reason that i feel like we could have like connected and hung out I made a last minute trip to Chicago because there my boyfriend had a work trip and they put him up in the Ritz. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay at the Ritz. My the Ritz wow. You're like home alone. Like you're staying at the, the Plaza. Wow. I I didn't want to leave. We actually were going to stay with my sister for a couple nights and we ended up just staying at the Ritz because we got like a good deal. Like, but, um, we he's Jewish and for some reason really wanted to go to like the Chris Kringle market, some outdoor Christmas market. And it was so freaking cold. It was so cold. <laughs> so you went to a Chris Kringle and what that's interesting. You had mentioned he's Chris Kringle. He, Is that Santa? That's Santa. Why? But I thought his name was Santa. Why do we call him Chris? Kringle? I think Chris Kringle's his Christian name. <laughs> It's his, uh, it's his government name. It's his, it's his Finsta account. It's Chris Kringle. <laughs> oh my okay. God. Okay. So, okay. To, I, I'm, I'm, this is a mess of a show you guys, but I do want to, I, on Friday's episode, I talked about it. I was kind of, I was kind of proud of Friday's episode. I think Sophie, you would have been proud of it, but I wanted, I wish you had been on it because I hate that we have to have keep having these discussions in 2022. I know it's like like got to be horribly frightening for you, especially. But you just mentioned, oh, my boyfriend's Jewish, and we talk about how you're Jewish. And right now, um, I've never heard more hatred towards Jewish people in my life. And you've had to grow up this way. But like, I know it's um, 
Like it's, it's just, it's gotten far past like acceptable. And I'm not even talking, we're, we're now beyond Kanye. Like just your thoughts in the last week, have you been horrified in a different way than well, you were the week before that? Well, yeah. And I think that something that I've had conversations with my family, my boyfriend, my Jewish friends, we grew up around Holocaust survivors. I've actually been to Auschwitz. I went on a Jewish youth group trip to Poland to concentration camp. So it's like we have spent our entire lives learning about the Holocaust because that's just our culture. Um, And I've had my boyfriend, for instance, is like, how do people think that the Holocaust didn't happen? I'm like, they didn't grow up like we did. They yep. didn't. And I'm yeah. not making excuses. I'm just saying that, like, if you're Jewish, it's something that you have been learning about and hearing about firsthand for your entire life. And I know that, you know, people often are like, oh my God, we learn about the Holocaust so much in school, like shut up. And I'm like, clearly Holocaust education in this country is lacking if there are so many people that still like to believe that the Holocaust didn't happen, including Kanye. I feel like that's something that's kind of gotten overshadowed. Like, yeah, he said he likes Hitler. He likes Nazis. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, he said, he said, we've got to stop dissing Nazis. He said yeah. that that was a word. We've got to stop dissing Nazis. I love how Alex Jones, like, if you're making Alex Jones look, Alex Jones, look, I'm really overwhelmed right now. Uh, I can't, I, I'm not going to agree with, I don't, I don't go with, I don't go with it all that well. But, uh, anyway, but by the way, Alex Jones kept it on. Th- he kept him on for three hours, though, Sophie. Alex Jones, like, like for all, like, yeah, he went against the Nazi crap, but Alex Jones still gave him a platform for three hours. And he, exactly. he was the exactly. Benjamin not Netanyahu thing. Did you see what he was doing with the puppet? Like, he had a uh, a little net that he was calling Benjamin Net in Yahoo. And he was, do- Kanye was doing, like, it was a full mental breakdown. Oh, my God. I didn't actually wait. I did see a clip of that part because I obviously didn't watch. I was like, no. I'm not giving giving numbers to Alex Jones and Kanye. But, um, yeah, that is, you know, an issue that people keep giving him a platform because that's how this happens. And unfortunately, there are a lot of idiots that think that Kanye is a genius um, they, you know, are, have anti-Semitic, they're predisposed to anti-Semitism. So seeing Kanye kind of validate these beliefs is, you know, it's just, it's scary. There are a lot of people. And again, it's like something that, you know, Jews are so used to learning about and hearing about is the Holocaust. And obviously it happened. It's not even like a question or anything. No, no, that, that's, that's, but, but the fact is, is that like you said, you grew up learning about this. Like my friend who I'm with right now, he's Jewish as well. He grew up learning. He went to concentration camps. I grew up like, like I read, like I watched Schindler's List. I read books about it, but like, yeah. It's, it's, by Ellie Wiesel was like a very big. Oh, yes. Yeah. But like kids though, like I was thinking about my nephew and niece, if they like Kanye West, then they listen to this and they're going like, oh, is that the guy? Like, oh, he says something about the Holocaust like it didn't actually happen. That shit then infiltrates their head. They yeah. don't get taught the correct way. And this is how bullshit spreads. Like, I'm and yeah. I'm sorry, this is not a mental health discussion anymore. Like, I'm sorry when you start hate, like actually saying things like the Holocaust are fake or anything like that. I'm done with your mental health discussion. I'm done. Like, I, I'm, oh, I'm done. For sure. For sure. It does not. I mean, a lot of people have mental illnesses and they don't start spewing Nazi rhetoric. So that's like just not an excuse. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah. also speaking. 
You froze up. I think the Kanye subreddit that's turned into um, like a Holocaust remembrance page, which is actually very wholesome. Um, and someone made a post about Oscar Schindler. And I was like, it's really been a while since I've watched Schindler's List. And if you're looking to educate yourself about the Holocaust, watch it. I mean, it's like, it doesn't compete with like real education of the Holocaust, but Schindler's yeah. List and the pianist are very realistic depictions of, of Jewish life during that time and Jewish death. Um, Boy in the Striped Pajamas, not a great movie. Don't watch that. That's the Robin um, Williams one. No, Boy in the Straight Pajamas was, I don't even know who's in that, but yeah. it's, it really just, um, P Jews don't really like that movie because it shows everything from the Nazi perspective. And then it makes oh, you try to like feel bad for the Nazis. It's like, you should feel bad for the Jews. But like, um, that's the other thing too. It's like, let, you know, Kanye's like, I don't hate Hitler. I don't hate, like, but Kanye, we don't, you're not God. Let God deal with Hitler. Let God oh, no. deal with Hitler. Also, Hitler did not invent the microphone or highways. <laughs> like so that, so the, what, what Sophie's referring to is on this, he said, he, he said, Hitler invented the microphone I use. He did good things. And Hitler what in no it? way, in no way invented the microphone. Hitler wishes he invented the microphone. Like, stop giving him. That's the <laughs> other thing. It's like, why are people such pick me's for Hitler? And something that's like. The black Hebrew Israelite ideology is that fake quote, that fake Hitler quote that yeah. talks about how black people are actually God's jewels. And I was like, why are you guys being pick me's for Hitler? He did not like black people either. He was obsessed with the Aryan race. That was I his mean, whole thing. Hitler would have hated Kanye West. He Hitler would have hated Kanye West. Oh That's the sad God. truth. I'm sorry. Not only did Hitler hate black people, he hated people with mental health issues. Um, yeah. So that, Sophie, what you're yours and, and and just be honest, has he lost your vote for 2024, Kanye? Yeah, I definitely want to vote for someone who's running on the platform of Hitler was a good guy. That's the exact type of person I want as my president. And by the way, this Hitler killed him. Hitler's been dead for like so long now. Like the fact that he's getting more publicity than like some of the Kardashians are now, which is just wild. Like it, works hard, but Hitler's PR person. <laughs> Hitler. Hitler's having a major glow up out there. He's on, he's on Chris Jenner's. He's like literally on her client line. <laughs> Sorry, Corey. Chris is gonna start dating dead Hitler. Um <laughs> Oh my God. Oh they also my did God. you see that Kanye thing where they also turned I think it was another like a Kanye fan page into a Taylor Swift fan page yeah yeah no it's like the Kanye subreddit it's turned into Taylor Swift Holocaust remembrance and of course there are people on the subreddit that are pushing back on it and being like I did not sign up for this this Holocaust stuff and it's like well that's where you're at. And that's also, also get off the computer then. Get, get, go yeah. go take a walk. I don't know. What do you Yeah, go touch grass then? Why are you on Reddit? Um, speaking of Taylor Swift, um, as we start moving on, I just wanted to uh, but but as an audience, you guys have been great and like I got a lot of positive emails about the show on Friday, but I'm just saying there's no room for this. There's no there's not even an inch that you can give. Thank like there's no and also, thank you for having such amazing listeners that are also allies, because I have gotten several DMs from listeners being like, hey, I just want you to know that I'm here for you. This I'm sure this is a really painful, scary time, but 
Um, I listen to you, you know, on Ryan Bailey and you always do try to educate us. And I've just gotten so many nice messages. That's what I'm saying. So that's, it's so positive every time. That's why I want to, I I know you're probably sick of talking about it, but it's like, I want, I I think it's important to talk about it and not sweep anything under the rug anymore. For sure. And I said in one of my DMS that I was, I was DMing a listener and I said, Oh, we're definitely going to talk about this on our Monday episode. So, you know, it's important for us to have these conversations, especially as a Jewish person. Um, I bet bet Lindsay Hubbard didn't have this important conversation with you, new, you and your new best friend, Lindsay Hubbard. Is someone jealous? I think I'm jealous. I think I'm fully jealous right now. It's okay. Okay. Taylor Swift. We do have to mention this. How are you feeling about midnights? Um, wait, I thought we talked about this already. We did, but I want to, I was trying to talk about in the reference to the Ticketmaster lawsuit that is happening, uh, from her fans that just got announced a couple days ago. Oh, oh, um, yeah. I mean, Ticketmaster really fucked up. They dropped the ball big time. And I think that, I mean, unpopular opinion, maybe I think that if anyone can, you know, control Ticketmaster's price gouging or have a say in it, it's Taylor Swift. And I don't think that she really did enough to um, assuage this this problem. I think she is not totally innocent in all this. I like Taylor Swift a lot, love her music. Um, But I think there are, like Ed Sheeran, for instance, had turned off, there's something that he did with Ticketmaster where the price gouging wouldn't happen. Yeah. Um, dynamic pricing is what it's called. Keep yeah. 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 And I'm, like, I'm like, Taylor Swift of all people could have done this, but instead, you know, she made probably like a billion dollars. And day. she released a statement saying that she had, uh, she was assured the Ticketmaster could handle this, but also it is just very interesting. What they basically did, you guys, is that we talked about this before, but the pre-sale took place and then the general sale just got canceled completely. And there were still dates that all those tickets have not been sold. So that means that Ticketmaster is opening those up to third-party vendors yeah. where they can like... So what has happened is Taylor fan, uh, Taylor Swift fans have sued Ticketmaster. Uh, they filed... They accused Ticketmaster of intentional deception and alleges fraud, price-fixing, and antitrust violations because Ticketmaster also is in partnership with Live Nation, who owns most of the music venues in this country. So Ticketmaster sells yeah. the tickets... Live Nation has the venues. Together, they are one uh, entity, and that's how you end up having to pay twenty thousand dollars for a floor seat to take uh, to Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's um, it's a monopoly, which is again, it's why you you don't want monopolies. But I just, I, I mean, I guess this is actually going to probably get broken up because of Taylor Swift. But I do have to imagine that Taylor Swift had to have been aware that this kind of pricing was going to happen. Like she's too, she knows her popularity. Of course. And also it's the fact that the tour specifically is the era's tour, which means every single Taylor Swift fan. I feel like if you just have a, a go on tour for one album. Yeah. It's like, okay, maybe I'm not a huge fan of this album. I don't need to go on this tour, but she hasn't toured in like four years and she's doing every single album. Every single, like all of her greatest hits from every single era of hers, like everyone's going to want to go, obviously, like it's no surprise. Um, But yeah, she definitely failed her fans here. And I know that diehard Taylor Swift fans are going to be like, it was Ticketmaster. I'm like, I think that Taylor has 
you know, more say than she's letting on. Yeah, I just wonder what the, you know, because for somebody that is so fan oriented, I do wonder, you know, what her thought process was through this. And at the same point, I understand she's only one person, but for somebody that takes such care of her fandom or even just clues within her music and how much fun she has with like mysteries involving her work, I just wonder why this turned out the way it did. And I'm curious because it's going to eventually break up, I believe. I think this will lead to to like actually a good something that Ticketmaster will end up losing losing this lawsuit. Um, Another lawsuit that actually got dropped this week, which I am curious your thoughts on is the Balenciaga ad campaign. They uh, Balenciaga was going to sue their um, advertising uh, company for $25 million. And then they dropped the lawsuit um, because they realized, (laughs) wait, what's your whole take on this? So So my take is someone that works in marketing and has worked with ad agencies and all of that on the brand side, because that's kind of what I do for my full-time job. Um, The brand has final say on literally every single element, every single detail of an ad campaign, even when you use an outside agency. Um, So yeah, that was bullshit. They were just trying to, I mean, clearly trying to play the blame game and get some (laughs) of the blame off of them. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of the conversations around this have turned very QAnon-y. The thing that I cannot, and I was talking about this with some of my coworkers also, we, I work in fashion, so we've all been talking about this. Um, but I was talking to my coworkers about it and we're like something that we can't like grasp who, why these obscure like papers, these obscure court cases, like what, what's with the documents? No one has like explained that part yet. Guys, what she's referring to is that it's like a specific court case against child pornography that happened to be on these desks in the background. Yeah. Like, like, listen, yeah. Your little details. Like, I feel like they've really apologized over and over again for, putting harnesses on the teddy bears that they had the children hold. But it's like, I have questions about the obscure document. Like that's what I don't understand. How did that happen? Well, also, I mean, first off, like I wouldn't have even known about this unless it was like just reading all, all of the, the crap online because I don't shop at Balenciaga. I'll never shop at Balenciaga. I can't afford Balenciaga. I don't even know if they sell clothes. Like, and also do they sell kids clothes? Why were kids in the fucking ad to begin with? I have no idea. I don't think they sell kids clothes. They sell adult clothes. The only thing that I want from Balenciaga is a Le Cogol bag. Um, So if anyone listening to this (laughs) wants to get me one. Sophie's um, willing to change her opinion on some of the uh, ads. Other than that, I'm like, I hope that the prices for Balenciaga Le Cogol bags go down because that's the only thing I want from them. (laughs) Everything else is gross and i don't care about Balenciaga. but you, but, you, but you're exactly right like i i i was talking to the audience last week about uh you know i've, I've worked in commercials a lot and like they would have reps on even set when we were shooting yeah. from the company signing off on every i mean like oh every, absolutely and they would also go so far as to just say shit just to say shit so they could act like they were like i'm i'm a part of this process too so everything was like over like a fine tooth comb every production everyone signs off on it so there's no fucking way that nobody from balenciaga goes hey by the way what's on those papers in the background there's just no way so what is then why why 
So then is this some sort of weird fucking pedophilia cabal? And why are they putting it in an advertising? I mean, what is the purpose of this? I mean, I don't know. What is the purpose? What is the context here? Um, what is the excuse for the obscure documents? I don't know. It's it's very um, it's very strange. But again, um, I think a lot of the conversations have turned. What bothered me about the conversation, I think, and this was prior to Kanye's Alex Jones interview. People were like, oh, Kanye got dropped. <laughs> by his banks for being a little bit offensive on social media. And here's Balenciaga. And I'm like, first of all, he didn't get dropped by his banks. That, you know, was debunked. Second of all, let's not like compare the two. And then it's getting all conspiracy oh. theory with this <laughs> cabal that Jews are probably involved. It's like all getting very QAnon-y. And I'm just like, oh well, oh, I mean, like I posted that thing. I posted a thing on Instagram, you guys, where, you know, Kim in Kim Kardashian fashion was like, what do you guys want to see on season three of the Kardashians? Do you want to oh. do pranks? Do you want to do this? And I wrote, I would like to see how you handle a conversation of anti-Semitism in your household, because that to me is like, yeah. and, and by the way, people mostly understood what I meant, but there were like those Kim diehard supporters of like, it's not her fault. Duh, 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 duh. I'm I like, something similar. And I think that I tweeted something along the lines of, I'd like to see you reconciling with the fact that the father of your children is um, a Hitler loving anti-Semite. Exactly. And I think that, you know, he has so much influence not only on the world, but on their children. Like, I'm yeah. just, I'm curious, what are those conversations like so that you can make sure that your children aren't being raised with those same beliefs? How are you making sure that you are using your influence to maybe like, I don't know, eclipse his because he has so much influence. You have so much influence and there's so much good that she could be doing to counteract his. I know it's not her problem anymore, but still. But, but, but no, to see, this is, but like, and I know, but I was saying like, isn't it weird that like, we usually have to leave this up to women, like to have these, com the hard conversations usually end up being on the mom sometimes. And this is what I was saying yeah. is that Kim does have to, she's going to be the one that has to pick up these pieces. She's going to be the one that has to sit these kids down and they just signed their divorce uh, custody. All their divorce got settled on Monday of this past week, which is, isn't that insane that that document got signed. And then by the end of the week, like he's Kanye's literally for Forcing Kim's hand to now sue him for full custody because think about our parents like when I'm like when we were growing up we list like our parents would say shit that I still remember like you know like the, you know like good like be be kind to this person oh, always yeah. look to the left always look to the right you think Kanye becomes a perfect parent when he's around Northwest you know he's still the same fucking dude that's probably spewing anti-semitic right. bullshit around those kids right and also the fact that so many stories have come out um, that he, like so many stories have come out that he's been saying that he loves Hitler for like a really for long time yeah, for years. And it's been edited out of that show. He did the Netflix one with David Letterman. Um, so it's like, if he's been saying this stuff on television sets for years, I find it hard to believe that he hasn't shown that side of himself, like to Kim, like, that's why I feel like it's almost like. And of course, you know, it's kind of like the perfect time for the Kris Jenner um, propaganda machine. Well, where well, it's like we keep putting up bigger trees. We're like, all of a sudden, Kim's like, he's like, I, I love Nazis. And Kim's like, look at my gigantic Christmas trees in my backyard that I just got. Did you see that story, though, that TMZ posted? They were like, 
Kim has, she's really putting the brakes on her Balenciaga partnership. (laughs) She was supposed to wear a bunch of outfits, but she's not anymore. And I was like, oh my God, this is straight from Chris Jenner. And by the way, Kim is that, well, that's the other thing. Cause I was like, oh my God, Kim's going to have to make a statement. Kim's going to, Kim's forced her hand and they're like, okay, where's Kim? And then I look and she's like, Art Basel wearing a Bjork shirt. Like, Kim, tell me your favorite Bjork song or album. Like, Kim's in Art Basel with Chloe, with that Dave Grutman, Food God, all the weirdos. They're all partying it up in Art Basel. I'm like, dude, maybe now's the time not to be in Art Basel. Maybe, like, that's what I'm saying. Maybe this show does need to end. Like, the Kardashian season two ended last week or a week and a half ago. And it's like, there's so many amazing elements to it, and it's really well produced, but it is it has gotten so big and involving billionaires and politics and all of this stuff that I don't think they can continue to show that because we know the reality behind the scenes. They've never once talked about Astro World. They will not talk about this. They they only talked about Tristan one episode at the beginning and then kind of like, you know, stopped mentioning him. So the reality of the reality, we're not even we're just seeing wish fulfillment now with Kardashians on their show and their lives are actually so much more dangerous where I think it's I think the show needs needs to be done well like i mean i know that hulu doesn't release numbers but i would say that they probably agree with you (laughs) i don't think many people are watching i think that people tuned in for the beginning of season one when they were like what's the difference going to be going to be with the hulu show but i think that it's proven to be the same old boring scripted overly produced um nothingness and 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 by the way the only thing that i would be interested to show is that they've obviously made a deal where scott's not even really allowed to be in it anymore because courtney got her way and scott actually seems like the person that would be willing to actually tell the truth about that he's not doing well right now and he's completely off the show except for two small scenes i noticed a lot of when kim tweeted that she's so i saw some tweet that was like kim kardashian (laughs) Like my impression of Kim Kardashian is being like, I just discovered the White Lotus, you guys. The show is so good. What are your theories? Oh, well, that, like, I, yeah. I do want to talk to you about White Lotus in one second. I want to talk about White Lotus also. I'm yeah. so excited for the new episode tonight. Oh my God. But anyway, I feel like that was the number one response I saw to Kim's tweet about like what people want to see on season three of Kardashians who were like, we want more Scott. Yeah, I mean, if, I if you're going to give us bullshit, give us Scott bullshit. Like, if you're going to, like, not tell us the truth and kind of like, I would rather Scott be a part of it. Like, yeah. don't tell this man he's your family, even if he's not in the family anymore, and then just ditch him. Remember when um, he was dating Kimberly Stewart? Are they still dating? I think there's. Well, that was just a couple months ago. I think they yeah. might be. I mean, I just heard that he wasn't he's not been in a good place as from what I've heard from a couple of people. So I'm curious what all that and and by the way, in the season two trailer, they had showed Travis's and Courtney's wedding. So that didn't get put into season two. So there must have been some really weird editing and they must decided to save that for season three, I guess. But who knows? Um, I do want to talk to you about my favorite conspiracy theory theorist, not Balenciaga, but White Lotus. Now is my favorite part of the show where I get to talk about our sponsor. And this week, our sponsor, we have a new sponsor. And that is our new friends at Rocket Money. Now, I've got to tell you guys, you guys have known how much trouble I've been having with my phone lately because uh, I have no space left on it. I have way too many apps. And then when I start looking at these apps, I realize, oh my God, how many things am I subscribed to that I have never even, I don't even use I'm paying for subscriptions that I don't even use. 
And this, this company is here at the perfect time for me individually. I'm like, oh my God, I read the, I read the ad and I looked at the company. I was like, this is directly for me. I am their target customer. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Maybe for you, it's like an unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets uh, streamed. Dude, I was like subscribed to all these independent film apps during the pandemic because I was trying to be like, like Criterion Channel and all this stuff. I had no idea I was still paying for them because I just don't pay attention like I should. But so there is this great app that I am now using that is helping me track all of my expenses. And because of it, I'm going to no longer waste money on subscriptions I don't ever use. So you might have heard of it. It's called Rocket Money. It was formerly known as Truebill, but now it's called Rocket Money. So do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual cost is actually closer to $200. So you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. So there's this app that I started using this week and it has actually helped me. This is so sad. It's helped me clear up space on my phone and it's also helped me save over $100. And it's called Rocket Money formerly known as Truebill. So the app shows all of your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't even know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. Guess who's been double charged for a subscription? This guy, uh, to cancel a subscription, all you have to do on the app is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. So get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com. So that's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash so bad. Seriously, you could save hundreds of dollars per year. So that's rocketmoney.com slash so bad. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash so bad. I'm telling you, this is actually so flippin' useful. Go check it out for yourself. Just type in rocketmoney.com forward slash so bad. Check it out for yourself. But I'm telling you, I'm using it and it did already save me money. So I know this is actually a good service. Okay, back to the show. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. 
So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I am fucking loving White Lotus season two so much. They have it done it again. So good. It is so it. good. And it's arguably better than season one. Is it isn't that crazy? Because at first I was like, yeah. there's no way they could replicate how good, you know, because season one was great, but they did it. They fucking the, so good. It's have you so good? Have you gotten into like like the TikToks and like the like like the like because the artwork, they're like all the theories. What is wait? Do you can we we're gonna uh, potentially talk spoilers here, you guys? Um, I've been I've been reading the subreddit, dude. I so, <laughs> that's the beautiful song in the beginning. Yeah. I think so. Those guys are the obviously scammers, right? The high end gays, yeah. The high end gays, but don't you think Jennifer Coolidge's husband has something yeah, to do with it? He was the street cowboy that Quentin that's was from about. Wyoming. Yeah, right. Like that's what yeah. I. Okay, good. Okay, that's what I, I was thinking that too because I was like, he he was talking on the phone mysteriously. And if you go back and I rewatched the first episode of White Lotus season two, and I thought it was just one body in the ocean, but they said there was multiple bodies dead in the first yeah, episode. There, yeah, in the first episode, and I think that that kind of has raised the stakes a little bit. Because we know that it's not just one dead person. We know it's multiple dead people. And uh, yeah. I think I it's the high end. I think it's the high end gaze and Jennifer Coolidge's assistant that dies. Portia? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I feel like Jennifer Coolidge is definitely safe because I think that she is going to be on future seasons. I don't know. hundred percent. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people have said that the leg looks female. I think that Daphne and Harper are still gonna, are gonna survive. I think that if anything, Cameron, AKA Theo James and his buddy, um, Ethan. Yeah. I think that's, that's the storyline that I'm most intrigued by is the two couples. So, okay, wait, wait. So you see, I keep, there's people who are like, Oh, camp Theo James is going to hook up with or try to hook up with Aubrey Plaza. Something's going to go down or because that that was such a great episode last episode when he was like, yeah, you know, you used to like any girl I showed interest in, you would try to sleep with her immediately and beat me to the punch. And it was like, and she was getting wasted and stuff like that. So I was like, and then also Theo James, just so you guys know, he admitted this week that they used a prosthetic penis for the penis shot in uh, episode one when he changed in front of Aubrey Plaza. I just wanted everybody to know. He's so hot though. But he's I just know so, that's why I'm hot that that's why I'm so happy that's not his real penis because I was like, oh my god, he's hot and he has that huge dong. I was so mad. And then he admitted it's fake. So now he probably does. No, it's probably very bad. small. It's very okay, small. Ryan, if that makes you feel it does better. make me feel better. Okay, that's okay. We'll go with that, right? Okay, we'll go with that. He has, like, yeah, it's very small, but um. <laughs> The Aubrey Plaza, like I've never liked Aubrey Plaza this much in something. 
Oh, I love her character. I think that it's so nuanced. Like, I just think the acting has been, like, so amazing this season. Like, all, just the expressions you can see, like, Dude. without them speaking a word, you can read their face, kind of. I Even feel like Michael Imperioli and his dad and the yeah, son. Like, there's um, not... Like in the 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 two uh, uh, sex workers, like I, I there's nobody bad on this show. Like there's no. Oh, they're all amazing. Yeah. So you guys, if you haven't been checking out White Lotus, I really, really, really highly I like, recommend. I like Jack, the nephew, aka escort, who's like, <laughs> that sounds pretty boring. How about we <laughs> get some rice balls and hit the town? Eh? You How don't you know what rice balls are. And she goes, I reckon that sounds like a good time. And he's like, oh, you're taking the piss out of my accent. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to do that. I just think it's really funny. Uh, I watch every episode twice, by the way. No, it is, because you pick up different things. Time. But yeah. I was th- I was thinking about it in terms of like how hard people were looking at the Balenciaga ad campaign. But then if you go to TikTok, people are looking just as hard as all the background shots in White Lotus because they were like compare every painting in the room. And I'm like, think about how hard that has to be of like, did Mike White, the creator of White Lotus, like who, who's the one that puts those paintings in the rooms because they actually inform the scene? I think it's, I I think it's Mike White. I think that he's like a king of symbolism. That's fucking genius. Like, you know how hard that is to do? I know. I like, don't, I would never think of that stuff. If no, I was I, a writer, creator, I just be like, yeah, <laughs> just like say the line. I'll just put you in a bl- plain room and just talk. I don't want to do it. Even like the opera that Quentin chose for Tanya is like, that's that. Madam Butterfly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like those little choices are all, you know, informing the audience in some way, but it's all very like smart and intelligent. You have to like be paying attention to pick up on it. Which yeah, is you like, got, it's, a a smart, it's a smart show. It's a smart I'm show. a dumbass, so I don't know what's going on until I like go on the subreddit and read all the theories. But do, do you ever do you ever worry that you're going to spoil it for yourself, or do you like? No, because no one knows. Like no one knows. No one would have guessed last season that freaking Armand would have pooped in the. Yeah, Ar- <laughs> Armand was stabbed by Shane because he was taking a shit in his suitcase. Like. No one, no one is going to correctly predict what's going to happen. Like, but this, is what, this is what I love about TV too, is that when, when episode one of season two aired, like Twitter is such a mess. The Twitter's like, it's already worse than the first season. And then now we're all like, it's the best show ever. Like it was just, you just made that up. No, I swear to God, the first episode people were like, it doesn't live up to the second season. It it doesn't live up to the first season. And now everybody's like, yeah, it It truly surpasses it. Like the season is so freaking incredible. You guys. Oh, Um, I have, I have sad news to report. And this is, I didn't care. Watch what happens live last Sunday. They had, um, have you heard of this? Um, Freddie Mel. Freddie was a friend of oh my Beverly God. Hills. It didn't, like, it didn't like three people watch that episode. Yeah, so Freddie Mellencamp and her dad, the Coogs, as Teddy likes to call him, John Mellencamp, got got close to the lowest ratings and watch what happens live history, pulling in a point two five six million viewers, point zero six in the eighteen to forty nine demo. So those are really bad. Sorry, Freddie. We were all very excited. Did you watch it? Um, no, I didn't watch it. I wasn't one of the five <laughs> people that watched. No. Um, so are you, so are you one of those people that love food? 
Um, do I love food? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, you live in New York City, and I just want to remind people that Craig Conover and Austin Kroll have a new restaurant that is going to be opening in New York City. It's going to be in the West. It's going to be called, it's the West Village neighborhood of Manhattan called Carriage House, and it's set to open in the fall. Um, I mean, fall of next year. No, no, no. This was, sorry, this was an article from the summer, but they just actually did a soft opening for it this past week. And Sierra was there, uh, Julia from Winter House, Austin's sister. Um, but there, I think it is opening this week, the Craig and Austin restaurant in New York city. Oh my God. I'm going to boycott it. I'm sorry. They need you. The worst. Um, dude, so you, Oh, oh, Salt Lake city. Are you watching Salt Lake city this season? You're probably not right. No, I am. I'm like a couple episodes behind. Dude. I did not, um, watch this past week's episode. I think I'm like several episodes behind. Well, the two episodes before was so boring. Like the men are just like the men are so boring. Uh, but this past week's episode was good, but I telling you this because I got to speak to, um, a former prisoner of Danbury prison. And it's going to be on the show this week. Somebody that served in the prison where Jen Shaw most likely will serve her time. Wait, say that again. <laughs> I, I spoke like it'll be on this, like one of the episodes this week on, on the pod. I spoke to a former prisoner of Danbury prison where Jen Shaw will most likely be serving her prison time. And she walked me through the whole prison experience. Oh my God. Wait. So what do we know? So this lady stayed there for two years and it is, she has the most fascinating story about like, like Jen, depending on how much time she'll get, if Jen can, Jen might actually thrive in prison. Um, I she might. She might do it like a Teresa Giudici where she has a whole gang, but if she comes in too hot, she might, it, it could go either way. Those first few weeks, she said will be very telling in how she'll be treated by the general population. But she was saying like, it's not that bad either in prison in certain ways. Like you get assigned a job, but her job was lawn work and like the COs, the correction officers that are either your best friend or your worst enemy, depending on the day, but they would let him like go lay out in the lawn. Like they would like, you know, and she like, she was telling me how like the putting money on the books works and like you can buy hair. The only Jen can only buy hair dye of her own hair color. She cannot switch up any kind of hair in prison because that's considered uh, changing your identity. So Jen. uh, Yeah, but people make their own makeup. People make their she was telling me all these different ways. She created like a skincare cream in there that's like all natural with like lemon and olive oil. I would I thrive in prison. I think you would do great in prison. The only thing is they only have one TV for the whole, like you, this, like the cell block you're in one TV. You all have to choose which one, but they throw birthday parties. They throw she. And also she was gay for stay in the prison. She'd had a girlfriend in there. I feel like I might thrive, but there. There, you don't get you, you also, there's a computer room, you guys, but every email is read first before you get to read it. So you don't get to have, but then I was watching TikTok and somehow I got on prison TikTok and I'm like, how are they having phones in prison? Yeah. Where they're like, he's making these That's sandwiches in prison. Question. When people do prison TikToks, I'm like, so you're allowed cell phones. 
if I am allowed to have my iPhone, I am fine. (laughs) Put me in the room. I'll kill somebody right now. I will kill somebody right now if I can do it. If I could just be in a padded cell with my cell phone all day, that's fine. If I could have have Netflix, if I could have my Netflix, my HBO Max, like, do you know how many books I need to catch up on? Yeah, if you have like the streaming apps on your phone and you can have your phone, oh my God, heaven. Dude, all you okay, need is like sorry, a song. I know this sounds very like ignorant and privileged where we're like, send us off. Send us off. Wait, that was like when oh. I was at my grandparents' senior care living center. I was like, I would fucking thrive here. Like you, and you're just taken care of. You know, so, Sophie, you're like, with my energy at my age, I could kill what? it in this elderly care facility. I'm like all your meals are taken care of. Yes, you get to play. You get to play games downstairs with other yeah. people all day long if you want. Yeah, there are so many like puzzles and board games and stuff. Like hell yeah. Um, as we start winding down, I do want to bring up one more thing about Winter House. Why is Austin Kroll such a pussy? Like, why is he? I, I don't understand. Like, do you? Like, why did he say the thing with the grabbing of the dick to the women? Like when he knew it was on TV and then all of a sudden he then tries to like, just then he goes up to Lindsay and apologizes to her when all them, they're like expecting him to call it, call it out. And he's such a little bitch. Cause they love shitting on Lindsay. And that's always what the plan is. Let it, let's take down Lindsay because she's a fan favorite um, but Austin, seemed- it, always just, it always just seems like some sort of like conspiracy that ends up backfiring because Paige and Sierra and whoever it is, they always end up looking like mean girls, which they are because they're always trying to attack Lindsay behind her back. And it's just bizarre. And Austin's no. probably in on it. I just, but, but do I say Austin, like he's the guy that will apologize to your face and then talk shit behind your back. He's that guy. He's that guy that went up to Lindsay and go, hey, I owe you an apology when he was supposed to go over and be like, did you grab my job? Like, also, the whole none of it makes sense. And I think Austin is potentially a big fat liar. He is. He's full of shit. Austin is full of shit. And also, who cares? That's what I don't get. It's like, who (laughs) fucking cares if they weren't exclusive yet? Um, Paige, didn't Craig sleep with Naomi? Like, two times talking twice Dude. while you guys are Dude. talking um amanda let's not even get into how many times kyle has stepped out on you as your freaking fiance so yeah i feel like it's just like who gives a shit well but also but also austin coming in there with like oh poor poor me you guys i was i was assaulted by Lindsay one night at the wet like like this dude laid wreckage on summer house. He slept with, he tried to sleep with every girl that, you know, like, and all of a sudden we're supposed to pity him. Like we're supposed to feel bad for poor Austin. Can't take care of himself. Oh my God. Oh, like, I'm like, this. you can't have it both ways. But I love how Lindsay was, and Lindsay is just herself. And she was like, like, wait, you mean after we had McDonald's, we just had McDonald's and fell asleep. I was like, yes, exactly. Oh That's my what God. Nose happened. Wait, on tu- uh, so reminder, uh, So True with Sophie Ross on Tuesday has Lindsay, and that is going to be a must listen. Do you Ooh. actually bring it? Do you bring up Jason at all? Yeah, we do talk about Jason. That was like a really hard conversation to watch uh, on yeah. this week as well. I, I really. Yeah. But I'm glad I'm glad they I'm glad we got to see that. He seems like a gentleman. Uh, for, he, he he is a, a nice guy. And I actually we talk about the time that I met Jason and he was like the nicest guy ever when I met him. Yeah, he just seems um, like a genuinely nice dude. Um yeah, he was. 
Uh, some good news. Uh, Zendaya, Zendaya and Tom Holland look like they are close to uh, getting engaged. I, 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 the kids. I have a question. Yeah. Is it Zendaya or Zendaya? Oh, I think it's Zendaya. I just don't. I'm not. I good always with... say Zendaya too, and then people are like, "It's Zendaya." So, I just, FYI, I just like that Wait. us weekly. I was just gonna say. Remember when we got in like a little mini argument about how to pronounce banal? I pronounced it banal, <laughs> and I was like, "It's banal." It's banal, and then like a bunch of listeners were like, <laughs> "It's one thousand percent." banal and i actually i recorded an episode recently and my producer bob was like he said it in the nicest way possible he was like hey you pronounce some words in a way that i had never (laughs) pronounced before um so just letting you know if you want to re-record those bits (laughs) wait i I, I pronounced um barrage but it's barrage (laughs) It reminded me of that. It reminded me of that banal. So if you listen to so true with Sophie, you'll hear a thing of like there was a barrage of text, like you, like you rewriting yeah. words. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. By the way, I remember that conversation too because I'm so not confident that I was like, it probably is banal. I'm probably banal. It probably is banal. Like it probably is. Uh, so Zendaya, Zendaya. I just kind of banal. <laughs> No. Okay. Okay. Um, Zendaya and Tom Holland are in quote settling down mode, planning for a real future together. This, I only Us Weekly. This is hysterical. Imagine if you and your dude, like Us Weekly, had an article of like so Sophie Ross and her dude are quote settling down mode, planning for a real future together. Isn't that like so silly in a way? Of like, could you imagine having your relationship written about in a, like an Us Weekly article? Do you think that like? Do you think that's for real, though? I do think it's these. They do actually seem like just like really both kind of head on straight good people. But like okay. I, I just think you know, yeah, I do. But like, good for them. They seem like they're they. But like, I just think it's also funny, just pop culture in the sense of that's an actual article. Like, they are yeah. doing very well together. Like that's the that's the article. Good, like, good for them. You. Thank yes. you. Us. Very cool. Uh, congratulations to Selena Gomez, who hits 360 million Instagram followers. That is a hell of a lot of Instagram followers. Um, and let's see here. Oh, uh, Brad Pitt is dating a lady named Ines de Ramon. Um, she used to be uh, with Paul Wesley from the Vampire Diaries. There's a 26, 28 year age difference, but uh, this is reported from Radar Online. She's very pretty. She speaks four different languages. So Brad Pitt supposedly has a new boo. Um, oh my God, he loves an intellectual. Yes, yeah, dude. That's what it says in the article. It says they they have converse. He goes, she's a very smart woman and understands what it's like to be with an actor and how deep they get into their work. And I'm like. <laughs> How hard is it to understand being with an actor? Like, what, what, like, you deserve a prize for being with an yeah. actor? Yeah. Also, like, what do they call that? Like, sap- sapiosexual, where it's like you're just attracted to someone's brain. Like, it, I no, think no. So, so, Sophie, it's called sa- sapiosexual. Is it really? No, it's sapio. It's sapio. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fucking pronounce shit, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Andrew Garfield is dating Phoebe Dimevenor. <laughs> from oh, Bridgerton. Bridgerton girl, yes. Okay. And finally, yeah. I just wanted your take since you are a New Yorker. How did you feel when you saw um Pete Davidson and Amrata on the floor at the Knicks game? 
Oh my God. I actually talked about this with Lindsay on the episode that's coming out Tuesday. Um, but I think it's so, they did not have any like chemistry. Like their body language was very much giving like platonic friendship. What's he wearing um, too these days? What, what is it? What, what outfits are he, what, who's dressing? I, I don't know what, she was, what he was wearing. It was some like velour tracksuit, but Emirata was wearing a North face and like jeans and boots, which I think is like a normal Emirata outfit. Um, but yeah, it's just like so predictable. I think that Emrata, of course, um, uh, by the way, I'm watching the Bengals game right yeah, now. Yeah, no, no, no. I can tell you're looking up and I'm like, how's your guy doing? Yeah, the Bengals are on right now. Is, I'm he, not is he winning or losing? Uh, knock on wood, we're winning right now. But if, by the time you guys listen to this episode, it could have a totally different outcome. Um, but I think that Emrata with her new podcast... Um, she needed, you know, she needs her name in the news. And I think that there's no other way to get someone's name turned into memes and shit than dating Pete Davidson. And also you do a meme. It's like, how does he, how does he do it? His Riz needs to be studied at Harvard. And it's like, no. (laughs) Well, also you gotta, you gotta remember you guys, there's a reason he was on the floor at the Knicks game. Like he wants to be seen. They want to be seen. They like remember that TV. like we're just remember that like when you're on the floor of like you know like they pete davidson is smart enough and so is emrata to know that that is what they're there for they are there to have a photograph taken of them that gets pushed out to all of us so exactly. that is part of the deal exactly that's what i'm trying to say yes um and then wait i also where do you stand on julie julia fox i like julia fox i um, there were some things recently that I did not love. Um, oh my God. I can't even remember what it, it was. It was like, they, she said she, uh, what, what kind of bothered me lately is that she got like taken, uh, taken a hard turn on her. She said she dated a Kanye. She took a bullet for Kim. Oh yeah. And- I was like, shut up. That's such bullshit. And- yeah. Like, no, cause remember guys, remember in January when she was like all, all like she did a series of articles for interview magazine of like my date with Kanye, the vibes were right. We got up and we were dancing in the restaurant and somebody TikToked it and none of that was happening. Like she was so into the attention that she was getting. Remember when Kanye threw up to through to her birthday party and bought her a bunch of uh, those fancy purses or Birkins. And she was like, oh, my God, Kanye, yeah. I love you. She loved it so much. And now a year later, she's like, I I took one for I knew that I had to get him away from her yeah, for like, Kim's sake. Please, please, Julia, like, don't don't take us for fools. I've given her a lot of leeway. I have even unironically stand her. But yeah, that was bullshit. She also, I didn't listen to it, but like her on Emirata's pod, I have so many thoughts about Emirata in general. <laughs> I think that her, I saw someone describe her like brand of feminism as hot lives matter. It's <laughs> so accurate. It's so accurate. Like her feminist platitudes are like, I'm sexy. I have sex and I'm an intellectual and I read the news. She can do like it all. that's the brand of feminism. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. And so her and Julia Fox's conversation, I saw, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I saw some tidbits from it. I'm like, shut up, you two. Just yeah, like that's up. what, and, and it's like, you know, enough with the drawing on of the eyebrows. And I, I just, I'm just kind of over the whole thing because it's like, yeah. yeah but it, regardless, uh, yeah. Also, the thing I put together is that Kanye on the Alex Jones thing to wrap it all in a bow, he said, Something about having a three. He said, I've been, you know, the devil had me earlier in the year. 
last New Year's Eve, I had a threesome in Miami. And then I went back. I was like, that sounds familiar. Where was he? That was the night he met Julia Fox. And he said he had a threesome on New Year's Eve. So Julia Fox had a threesome with Kanye West and somebody else. I'm assuming if I put that together correctly, like I was the third person. Dude, Sophie Ross, ladies and gentlemen, from So True with Sophie Ross, Tuesday, Lindsay Hubbard is coming on. I am so damn excited to listen to that interview. Um, the Substack, you guys, Sophie.Ross at Substack. What is it? Sophie, uh, Sophie Ross on Substack.com. I actually just wrote about the White Lotus and oh. some other stuff. So go read it. And yeah, do you guys get into the White Lotus? I think there's like three episodes left, yeah. I think. Oh, one after tonight, and there's only two more episodes of Winter House left too. So I'm kind of bummed. All, all oh my around. god, the White Lotus and Winter House, like they need to like have alternate schedules so we have one or the other. Aaron. But then February, February is looking up because it has Summer House, Vanderpump Rules, uh, and uh, Jersey Return. That's gonna be so lit. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sophie, I am really hungover, and I'm gonna go to a bar and drink more now. Have fun. Wait, so what's this Madonna thing you're going to? Yeah, so I guess it's, it's the, this gay bar that's like spinning all Madonna. Ra- I don't know. Like it's my buddy Dusty and his husband. Oh. So it's a bunch of, so it, but we, we always have a blast. I, I've, ha- I've been having a blast. I'm just really wildly hungover. Oh, well, tell your buddy Dusty that I say hi. Will do. So a member of the tribe. Yeah, yeah, guys, remember, Holocaust did happen. Let's go through it, the week. It did happen. And, and very serious. Happen. And put good vibes out there into the world and not this bullshit that, that's out there right now. Yeah. Um. Okay. Thanks, Soph. Okay. Thanks. Genocide is bad. <laughs> Betches.